welcome to Bench Boost Boys Game Week 16 forecast with me, Gav, and with me via the power of Zoom, whose uh, stock price must be astronomical at this point, is Ben. Hey, Ben. Hey, Gav. Thanks for having me again. Good to be back. Of course, mate. Of course. Obviously, uh, Scott's still in exile. Uh, some say he's just down uh, in Melbourne on business. Others say it's still related to the things he said about Salah. It doesn't matter. It's Ben and I today. Um Quick bit of admin as always, at Bench Boost Boys is us on Twitter. Make sure you send us uh, any mailbag questions. We've got three pretty good ones uh, that we will attack with vigour towards the end of the show. BenchBoostBoys.club is the website. Um, don't forget to join our mini league if you haven't already. Q8ZM2S. Uh, the mighty Dave Paxton still on top. Um yeah, quite quite away away from the likes of us mere minions, but please feel free to join. Um, join the Bench Boost Boys uh, mini league and see if you can't knock him off his perch. Uh, today, we've got two game weeks to briefly look back over because the last show we had, uh, we previewed game week 14 and 15 because they came within days of the end of one to the beginning of the next. Uh, so we previewed the two. So we'll, we'll go over that really quick because we don't want to talk too much about what's happened in the past uh, then we'll do our watch list update as per usual before previewing the game week 16 fixtures uh, should be 10 games this week murmurs of uh, covid hit tottenham maybe that might be called off we you know watch this space maybe it's happened by the time you listen to this uh, then we'll talk about our own plans for game week 16 and then we'll finish up with the aforementioned mailbag Bench boss boys. Okay, if you can cast your mind back, Ben, we'll start with game week fourteen. Um, we'll we'll rush through it. Um, the game week average for game week fourteen was fifty eight points. Uh, I got sixty nine, so nicely above the game week average. Um, to start with the negatives, I did get blanks from Trent and Cancelo. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people did, and it was one of those ones where uh, clean sheets were cancelled out. Always stings. Um, Gallagher as well also did uh, nothing but get yellow card against Leeds. Um, Huang as well blanked. Uh, and another yellow card, insult to injury. And Tony didn't do anything in the 2-0 loss away to Tottenham. But in better news, I did captain Salah like half the world did. And uh, he got two goals and three bonus points. So I got 30 points alone just from him. Connor Cody got a clean sheet against Burnley for six. Um, I've stuck with Son and he's finally coming good. A goal and a clean sheet. Rafinha, goal and a clean sheet. Uh, and then Jesus got me an assist. So he actually did something for me. So I finished that on 69 points. So as I say, uh, well, that's a good 11 points above the average. And that put my game week rank at about two millionth. Um, so pretty good for me. How was your game week 14? Yeah, uh, another bit of a weird one, really. I was, I was above the average, which is always good. But yeah, just lots of blanks across the across the board, which seems to be the story for me for most of the season. Um, underperforming players, and then just three or four overperforming, or or you know doing what they probably should. So yeah, blanks from Ramsdale, Trent, Rudiger, Cancelo, uh, Tony, Kane, and Benteke. So my three strikers all all blanked, which seems to be a, a bit of a pattern, to be honest. But yeah, the points came from uh, Reggion um, with a clean sheet, assist, three bonus. Rafinha with a goal, clean sheet. Salah, captain, two goals, three bonus. Uh, Jota, one goal, one bonus. Um, my game week rank was 1.5 mil. And yeah, the total, so my points were 72, but I took uh, a minus four on transfers. So it was... Um, Jota and Reggion in, Timikas and Foden out, um, which was a net gain of 16 points, which, yeah, I was pretty chuffed about. It's always really tricky when, like, a, a, a kind of double-edged sword, when you've got a good return, so, you know, 72 points against the average of 58, but only four of your players actually returned. And obviously, like me and a lot of other people, 30 points from Salah due to captaining him is massive. But it does make you think that things could have gone uh, slightly differently uh, and you'd have had a much different game week when you think of the sheer amount of players that just blanked. But we mustn't grumble. We both did pretty well this week. Um, 
and we will seems like a seems like a lifetime ago doesn't it talking about gaming i, I know so we'll roll quite quickly we'll have a very brief break and then we'll just chop straight into game week 15 and out uh, at the back of game week 15 we can sort of talk about where we're sitting in the bench boost boys uh league uh and uh, where our overall ranks now sit so we'll take a real quick break bench boost boys i'm back with game week 15 um the average for this one was 43 points so lower than the uh, the week before um i got 62 points so way above the average in this one I, I did pretty well um a little bit like you in game week 14 i only had well a few more i've got one two three four five guys who actually returned some points and that's alexander arnold because he got a clean sheet and three bonus points uh bernardo who i brought in so i carried my transfer from game week 14 uh, and then I made one transfer for game week 15. I actually got rid of Smith Rowe, which was slightly controversial because he's been doing well. But I, I wanted to bring Bernardo in from City. Um, he wasn't even someone who was necessarily on my watch list, but I just saw how he performed in game week 14 and suddenly compelled, felt compelled due to form and fixture to bring him in and it, it paid off immediately so Bernardo got me 15 points I guess in hindsight I wish probably, I captained him probably the hottest pick in yeah. the game for um, certainly for the last two or last game week at least um, I think he's just yeah in some serious form he's played a, pretty much every minute for Pep in the Premier League this season which is rare for Pep so um, yeah I think Great, great choice. Yeah, outside of Salah, if he can keep that form up, he, he's going to be a lock. He's going to be one of those, and we, we haven't had a ton of those this season. Speaking of Salah, I did put the armband on, he, on him. He got an assist and a clean sheet to give me 12. Then I got, um, you know, I stuck with Son, and I, as I'm watching that game, knowing that other people in my mini-leagues have got Reguillon and Kane, two players I don't have, I'm there hoping and praying that Son does something and they don't. And it worked. Poor old Reguillon went off injured quite early. Kane blanked again. Uh, and Son got himself a goal, an assist, a midfielder's clean sheet and two bonus points for 13. So I'm feeling pretty grateful for that. Uh, Rafinha got a goal uh uh, sorry, not a goal. He got an assist and a bonus point for five. Uh, let down by uh, Gallagher, Jesus in that 3-1 win against Watford. Um, I got auto-subbed in. I, I got Johnson for West Ham come in because poor old Tony didn't end up playing. I didn't get any points for him. Uh, Cancelo blanked. Uh, and James, you know, Chelsea conceded three goals and he got a yellow card. He's got zero points for him and Sanchez got three. Um, so my game week rank... 450,000th. I've gone up to 12th in the Bench Boost Boys League. Uh, my overall rank now is 294,000th, which is great. Feels like a, a very good place to be in at this point in the season. And my overall points, 936. Was your game week 15 any better than your game week 14? Uh, worse. <laughs> so <laughs> things things are, things are downhill. I'm looking at the, the table now and I actually... Yeah, in hindsight, game game week fourteen was actually pretty good for me. Um, whereas game week fifteen, yeah, game week average was forty three. I scored fifty, um, and I was just I was just a, a combination of just a bit unlucky, um, really more than anything. I guess I had Reggie on, who would have had that clean sheet against Tottenham, um, and would have you know an extra six points there would have f- taken me to fifty six, and I'd probably be sitting here quite happy. But yeah, obviously he he took a yellow card and then went off injured in the first twenty minutes, so that was a bit of a bummer for me. But yeah, my points basically you know, I only had three players return, and that was uh, Alexander Arnold who had a clean sheet, three bonus. Uh, Salah captain with an assist and a clean sheet. Bernardo with uh, two goals and three bonus points. Same story as you, Gab. I brought in Bernardo and and uh, took out Rafinha. Um, which I guess may have been controversial uh, considering his goal in game week 14. Um, but his fixtures take a bit of a dip um, following uh, game week 15. So, yeah, so I, net, I actually netted with that transfer in one game week, I was I gained 10 points. Um, and if you look at my rank for that week, I really needed those 10 points. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I was, uh, I was pretty happy, pretty happy with, with that transfer in particular. Um, Jota, I was, un, you know, I said I was unlucky, but yeah, Jota missed an absolute sitter against Wolves. 
Um, and I think, yeah, if he if he had returned, I think he's probably one of my only players, which you don't have. Um, so he may have got similar sort of points to, or not far off Son. Um, so I would have made up some ground there. So yeah, I just think FPLs all swings and roundabouts, isn't there? I've, in my comments here, I've got shit week, shit game, never playing again. And here you are, <laughs> ready to play again. <laughs> yeah, so that puts you at a game, game week rank of 2.3 mil. You're still seventh in the Bench Boost Boys League. So, you know, Dave Paxton should be shivering in his boots still. Uh, and your overall rank is 174,000. So I'll tell you what, that's pretty good, you know. Like when like Scott and I talk about this a lot, how last season really was the first season we took FPL anywhere remotely seriously and in the first half of the season we learned from a lot of mistakes um and it was only when i really pushed hard in the second half of the season that i got into say the four hundred thousand mark and uh, i know there's a long way to go yet but you're sat at 174 thousandth which is pretty damn good and your overall points is 955 yeah pretty pretty happy overall to be honest um just gonna keep chipping away i guess absolutely and on that note we will be back in a moment to talk about our watch lists. Bench bus boys. So, um, the watch list. I will start with who I removed, and I'm pretty, uh, pretty, uh, pretty full on with how I do it. It's literally just based on form. As soon as someone's form has sort of dipped below about four points, yeah, the history. So this week I got rid of Trossard of Brighton, Armstrong Southampton and McCarthy of Southampton uh, and Livramento of Southampton. So it probably, you, what you can probably spot there is that Southampton have had a dip in form. <laughs> it's what it goes without saying, really. Um, so there's a bit of a clear, clear yeah. pattern going on. Yeah, there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's no Da Vinci code here. Some could literally go, oh, Gavin's spot that Southampton aren't doing so hot all of a sudden and he's just yeeted all their players off his watch list what genius and then it'll all come back on all comes yeah. straight back on that's as fickle as my watch list is and in that respect i've added region um ronaldo and mount um region i saw and you know it was shared in a, a chat we're in that tweet where he put out himself i think scott might have shared it where region tweeted said I, sh- I should only be out for a week. Please don't sell me from your FPL teams. Oh, that was quite good. Quite I funny. love that. I yeah. love any any bit of insight we can get from a player or a manager. I'll absolutely I love it. Up. What was that one last year? <laughs> how uh, Bamford backed himself for the entire season. Yeah. I mean, that must have bloody paid <laughs> off. I don't know what, what else his team looked like. Uh, ben Foster as well. Ben Foster always puts himself in goal. And again, that's probably paid off, apart from the fact he's out at the moment, that's probably paid off quite well. But uh, yeah, I do enjoy some of that as well. Uh, and then guys who have remained on my watch list, Saka of Arsenal, Jimenez of Wolves, Bowen of West Ham. Um, and yeah, I'm really, you know, my, I'm happy with my midfield and we'll talk a bit later on about what our plans are. But my, yeah, I'm Bowen might find his way into my team at some point, I reckon. Uh, Rudiger of Chelsea, Mane of Liverpool. Uh, we've talked in the past about how it's kind of tricky to end up with a team where you've got Salah and Mane. But uh, put it this way, if uh, Salah was out injured or something for a few weeks, I'd be very tempted to quickly switch him out for Mane. Uh, Dennis of Watford, um, done really well for Watford so far this season. And Watford are about to embark on a quite a nice run of fixtures until we reach AFCON. Uh, there, Jota, Liverpool, obviously you've already got him. McGinn of Villa, been quite impressed with what he's been up to since uh, Stevie G turned up. And uh, the shithousery lord himself, Vardy, still on there. Uh, how about yourself? Yeah, so um, I think I've discussed this before that I've, I'm not very consistent with keeping my watch list up to date. Yeah. Um, so in, in in light of that, I thought I could add maybe a, a bit of insight or value yeah, cool. by um, sharing the top transfers uh, of this game week so far. So the the, the most the transfers uh, the players transferred in the most um, by managers. So top is Bernardo, and it's Dennis Mount. Bowen and Ronaldo. So they're your, they're your top five transfers in. And then the top five transfers out, uh, Tony, who's injured, uh, Rafinha, Duffy, Gallagher, and Ben Rama. And I think if you if you kind of pair up those players, you can see how the templates switch like for like. So a Gallagher 
for the likes of a Bowen or Ben Rama for Bowen. So both of them go out, Bowen comes in. You've got Tony and then Dennis. They're around yep. the same sort of price range. So Tony going out, Dennis coming in. Again, Rafinha's in that kind of um, Bernardo Mount yep. or Bowen price range. So yeah, you can kind of see the sways in which... Yeah, it really tells a story, doesn't it? Think. Yeah, um, but yeah, players... Uh, personally, I'm keeping an eye out for Mount. Been really impressed with him um, coming in. I think, you know, with Chelsea absent of a goal scoring striker, um, Mount's kind of picked it up in, the, in his first two games back. Um, Son for Tottenham. Um, I'm not convinced on having Kane in my team, so where, <laughs> but I do like the Tottenham fixtures. So I think, yeah, I'll, I'll monitor Son. Uh, Rashford. Um, I noticed in um, what his name the, the United manager uh, Ragnick German uh, in his interviews. Yeah, he um, he's he he's spoken about his four two 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 formation where he had Rashford and Ronaldo up front, right? Um, which seems to be what he's going to go for. So I think yeah, watch that space with Rashford. Um, I good, think good pickup. Uh, yeah. I think he if he if he starts getting minutes and he's playing alongside Ronaldo, we can start to see some goals there. And I think um, we spoke last week about United's uh, run of fixtures now, and I think until something like game week twenty seven, they've basically got one or two, you know, kind of grey fixtures, but everything else is is green. Um, and Madison, I've been impressed with how he's been playing recently for Leicester. Um, I think, yeah, he's picked up some points over the last two game weeks and he's, he's low ownership. So I think, yeah, he, he's, he's one of those to keep an eye on. Very good. Some good little tips there, mate. Appreciate the insight. Um, all right. Well, we will take a break and then we'll come back and talk about the game week 16 fixtures. Bench boss boys. Game week 16 kicks off with Brentford at home to Watford. Um, Tony, his status at the moment on the FPL website is illness, 25% chance of playing. Um, Ben Foster, who we mentioned earlier, uh, he has a groin injury, so he's not expected back until the middle of Jan. Otherwise, no real uh, injury problems. I'm sure, I mean, Tony's kind of dabbled in the goals, but it's more, and Scott's highlighted this a few times, it's, it, it might not help you in FPL terms, but his performances for Brentford have been very good and uh, he's kind of their talisman. So I'm sure they'll be uh, missing him dearly this week. Um, obviously, high fly like Dennis will uh, hopefully be in, in the goals for anyone who owns him or is looking to bring him in. Um, do you have anyone from Brentford and Watford? Uh, I've got, yeah, I've got Tony. Um, so yeah, I kind of, I'll kind of monitor that, see, see where we get, but I am, yeah, I am looking at, uh, King uh, oh, yeah. and Dennis from Watford. So yeah, it's, I'm kind of just, I'll, we'll get to it, uh, when we talk about transfers for Game 16, but yeah, they're kind of, I'm, I'll be keeping an eye on, on what's going on there. Should be a good uh, good kickoff to the game week. Uh, and the next game is Man City at home to Wolves. Uh, obviously, you know, Man City, Chelsea and Liverpool being pretty dominant, apart from a few wobbles here and there for each of them. Um, as far as injuries go, Foden, 75% chance of playing, uh, ankle injury, and Jesus has taken a knock, got 75%. Usually those players do play, as we often mention on the show. Um, tough game for Wolves, though. Uh, and with the kind of form that we talked about Bernardo being in, um, you, you would uh, imagine that Man City will turn them over. Yeah, I think um, kind of key things to look at here is the fixture congestion. We've noticed that a lot of the top teams, you know, your Man City's, uh, Man City's and Chelsea in particular, where the our def- we we the ownership of the defenders is high. Um, where we've got Cancelo, Rudiger, James, Alonso, you know, you name it. Um, They've been quite leaky with clean sheets during the fixture congestion. Um, there's midweek Champions League games to look out for this week. So, yeah, Wolves Man City on paper is a lovely fixture, um, but clean sheets haven't been coming in. But, yeah, things to point out. Um, speaking of Champions League, Bernardo's good news for Bernardo Silva, uh, Rodri and Concello owners, they've been left out of the Champions League squad. Um, they haven't travelled, so it looks like uh, they'll be starting against Wolves, which, yeah, but particularly Bernardo Silva and Concello owners, um, yeah, solid news. 
Absolutely. Next game is Arsenal at home to Southampton. Uh, obviously, we already mentioned that Southampton are in uh, patchy form and probably for the first time in the, in the last few weeks, I can say with a degree of confidence that Arsenal are doing all right and not uh, missell them like I think it's still last season and say Arsenal are doing <laughs> shit when that's not what the table says. Um, only real injury worry from an FPL or newish worry is Smith Rowe, groin injury, 75% chance of playing. Um, otherwise, no fresh injury worries uh, well, to worry about. Um, I turfed out Smith Rowe. Do you have any Arsenal or Southampton guys? You've got Liveramento. Yeah, I've got I've got Liveramento and Smith Rowe. Um, so again, just going to monitor that injury situation. The, the the press conferences. I'm I'm eyeing up Jared Bowen. So mm. uh, for West Ham and. Smith Rowe to Bowen would be um, would probably be my my transfer, um, but yeah, kind of just watching that space. Yeah, that's a that's a solid one. Next game is uh, Chelsea at home to Leeds. Leeds uh, are now getting back at players who've been out injured. Bamford obviously came off the bench after not playing for ages and got a goal against Brentford deep into injury time. Uh, tough call though to go to uh, to Chelsea, um, so. Fingers crossed for my Leeds guys. Chilwell still injured, as uh, as we've noted here. Um, how's the yeah, Champions good. How's the Champions League affected this one? Obviously not for Leeds. Yeah, again Champions League. So Kovacic, um, it was announced today that he's got COVID, so he's going to be out. I think with COVID, it's around three games, um, the bit of quarantine period. So yeah, Kovacic is out for a bit. Um, Kante and Jorginho um, have all been left out of the Champions League squad through injury, but the majority of the team um, who play in the Premier League have travelled and they're away at Zenith, I think. Um, so, yeah, there's nothing, I guess, nothing kind of positive. Well, something <laughs> to FPL something to look out for there. might be, uh, you know, we've talked about Mason Mount, but also the fact that Lukaku's now back. Um, Leeds yeah. have been particularly wobbly at the back, so uh, a good opportunity for either owners of those or, or people on the watch list to see what uh, what they might do um, against Leeds this weekend. Uh, next game is, uh, well, this is a good one, Liverpool at home to Aston Villa. Stevie G's coming home. Um, yeah, this will be this will be a great one because I think um, Klopp and Stevie G, you know, obviously got a lot of love for each other. Yeah. Um, I think it'll just be it's, it'll be one of those fixtures where all the neutrals are going to be watching it as well. It's it's just a, a nice fixture. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, Ings muscle injury fifty percent. Um, so I, we'll see if he plays. Otherwise. Um, well, this would have been affected by Champions League potentially as well if they rested players. Yeah, Trent, um, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Robertson and Jota were all rested, um, which is yeah good news for anyone who owns them. I own Trent and Jota. Yeah. Um, Salah played, Salah scored. <laughs> Seems to be the, <laughs> the story, <laughs> the story throughout the season. Um, Mane also played. Um, and Origi, um, oh, yeah. any FBL managers who would, who dare take the risk on him, he played and scored, so that's two and two for him. It's always a bit um, of a poison chalice with um, like third choice strikers at the top clubs because they're always still very expensive. Like it's not like you're yeah. getting a Huang at Wolves for five mil or something. They're, st- they're still not cheap, but uh, some strange comments actually I thought from uh, from Klopp about Origi. Telling you know, waxing lyrical about it is one of the most natural finishes ever, and and then he said, "I just hope one day he works for a manager who will play more than I do." I'm like, "Geez," but you know, I guess he chooses to Savage. be there. Yeah, it was it was it was odd, uh, not Mourinho levels of odd, but it was odd. Um, next one is Norwich at home to Man United. Um, well, let's see if this uh, refreshed Man United with their free scoring Fred can uh, put Norwich to the sword. Um, Shaw, head injury, 75% chance of playing. Uh, Pogba, I'm surprised that his ownership's still high, but it is. He's been out for a while. He's got a thigh injury with an unknown return date. Uh, Pookie has been knocking in the goals for Norwich. Um, maybe they can spring a surprise. Uh, or, or maybe, as you say, we might see uh, the likes of Rashford and, uh, and Ronaldo carry on scoring. Obviously, one common theme we've had so far this season is not that there's not been a lot of strikers for us to rely on like in previous seasons, which is why I can see 
people can be quite reactionary in FPL, but I also don't blame people for suddenly bringing Ronaldo back into their teams after him having a good week, new manager in place, about to play Norwich. I don't blame him. He's not cheap by any stretch, but people are looking for goals. He's Yeah, he's already the fifth most transferred in player this week. So, yeah, I think um, people are jumping on surely on that fixture. Um, I think, yeah, we mentioned it last week, but it it's, could be the resurgence of United, new manager, good good run of fixtures. You know, they've got the players there, so I don't see why, why not. Yep, and then Brighton versus Tottenham. As I mentioned at the top of the show, um, we don't know if this game is even going to happen. And as I said earlier, by the time you hear this, all three of you, um, it might have been cancelled already. Um, but let's talk as if it hasn't. So Brighton have uh, Duffy is suspended until the 15th of December. Region muscle injury, 75% chance plan, as he's told us on Twitter. Don't transfer out your FPL teams. That's advice from Region himself, not necessarily bench boost boys. Um, should should be a pretty good game. Obviously, I, I hope it goes ahead and that uh, Son scores a hat-trick, but I would say that. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll know more um, in the next kind of 12, 24 hours because Tottenham have travelled. Um, well, the players that could travel have travelled to their Europa League game. Yeah, you wait um, for so said they had to, didn't they? So they had to field a team. Yeah, so... Um, we don't know the full list of or the full extent of the players which have got COVID at the minute, but it's expected that the six to eight first team players, uh, which has been in the news, um, Son is expected to be one. I did read um, a tabloid post. Um, so, yeah, so worrying there um, because, like I said earlier, that could be potentially kind of three games, well, did um, you- 10 days. Yeah, well, well, did you see as well... Uh- our old pal, although I don't think he knows we exist, Ben Krellin already being asked about this, what will happen? And he, and I don't have the full information, so apologies, but all the more reason to jump on Twitter and look up Ben Krellin yourself. But he is suggesting that if this game gets postponed, depending on what happens in one of the domestic cups shortly, we could see a triple game week for Spurs at some point because they're going to have to make up a, a couple of games potentially, included, obviously including this one. So that could be an interesting one for all those people who uh, might be trying to run the old uh, triple captains or bench boosts and all that kind of business. But uh, yeah, Ben Krellin on Twitter. Give him, give him a search. Uh, there you go. You've got uh, a little ding-a-ling there to tell you that's exactly what you should do. Um, next game, Burnley versus West Ham. Uh, Creswell, back injury, 75% chance of playing. I, d- I still think Scott's in shock that I, after a season and a half, finally dumped him. But I had to, trying to make the money work. But he's uh, he's may 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 not play. Uh, you've already talked about um, the potential of bringing in Bowen. Um, and Antonio, he's uh, not quite the same, is he, at the moment? Yeah, I watched, I watched the West Ham-Chelsea game quite closely and West Ham played out their skin. And... Antonio is one of those players where you watch him and you're like, he, he just, he he's everywhere doing everything. Um, but sometimes kind of a bit like Adama Traore for Wolves. Sometimes it doesn't translate into FBL points. So whenever you watch them, you're like, oh, holy shit, he'd be great in my team. But then when you look at the points, it's like, oh, it's not, not quite matching up. Um, but yeah, that being said, Antonio did get an assist um, against Chelsea. It was a dodgy one from a shot, which was actually a cross. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, interesting fact for, for anyone looking at Bowen, um, which I think a lot of people would be, is between game week five and game week 15, so where we're up to now, Bowen has outperformed Antonio on goals, assists, shots, shots in the box, and shots on target. Wow, there you go. So, yeah, for a for a for a midfielder who is you know relatively cheap in, in comparison to be outscoring a striker, um, at, you know all those stats is uh, you know definitely one to keep an eye on. Go team Bowen. All right, thanks for that. Uh, and then Leicester versus Newcastle. Obviously Newcastle fresh off getting their first win of the season. Um, Schmeichel might not play though in goal. Uh, hand injury, seventy-five percent chance. Otherwise, no fresh injury worries. Um, Callum Wilson sort of slowly getting back into the goals, and even uh, you know 
you got uh, Sam Maximan still there. You know, they, they, they're obviously trying to give it a solid go. Leicester's form has been up and down, up and down, but Vardy, Vardy's still doing his thing. Do you have any players from this fixture? Uh, I don't know, but um, Madison's hit some form, which I think right, is, he's, he's, always a, he's, he's always a good player to keep an eye on. Um, I think if you can get him, he, he performs, he seems to be one of those players who's really patchy and has like five, maybe like three or four games where he, he, he scores double points and then just goes completely off the radar. So I think if you can jump on him at the right time um, and just catch him for that bit of form, um, you know, I think he could be, he could be, you know, making all the difference in your mini leagues. Um, so yeah. personally, I, I won't be bringing him in because I think he's just a bit out of my budget. But but yeah, I think there'll be a lot of managers out there. Um, Newcastle seems like a good fixture. They, they concede a lot of goals. Um, why not? Well, well, dare I say as well uh, to keep an eye on Joe Linton because I wrote him off the other week and suddenly he's come back to life under new management. So Joe Linton, another attacking option potentially from Newcastle. You you look at Newcastle's team on paper, you've got like St. Maxim, uh, Callum Wilson, Joe Linton. You know, they're not, not bad players. Yeah, yeah they've, got a, they've got a solid squad. And, you know, Shelby, when he, when he plays, when he's in form, he, he's a solid player. It will be interesting to see if they do anything in the window. Apparently, they've got 80 million to spend. Obviously, I'm sure people will be holding them to ransom, but they are ready to spend. And the final game of game week 16 is Crystal Palace at home to Everton. It's kind of two teams here that have been a bit patchy in their form of late. Um, Rumour I heard, not FPL related particularly, is that, uh, you know, might be a new manager on the horizon at Everton. So Jose Mourinho, it's a funny one, isn't it? Given that I don't feel like he's done anything particularly good of late. Um, that guy, he'll never be out of work, will he? They love him. So that's that's one of the rumours that we might get uh, Jose Mourinho at Everton. So watch that space. Um, for Crystal Palace, I'm still kind of eager to see how Eze knocks on. Now he's back from injury. Um, Gallagher's kind of gone off the boil a bit lately but only I think more in terms of Crystal Palace themselves uh, are, are not really doing as good as they were and you know Zaha too um, so Gallagher is the only player I've got from this fixture I've got Benteke ah uh, yeah Benteke fair enough we'll uh, yeah and obviously poor old Everton still without DCL they have been for nearly the entire season at this point I think he's meant to be due back uh, sometime around Christmas to New Year um, but that wraps up the Game Week 16 fixtures um, so we'll go and have a quick breather and then talk about in a bit more detail what you and I are going to do for Game Week 16 Bench boss boys. All right, so our plans for game week 16. Uh, so as I mentioned earlier in the show, I had rolled a transfer from, uh, what would it be, game week 14, only used one in 15, so I still got two to use. Um, I rolled the dice and I played my transfers pretty early this week, uh, very early in fact, and I decided it was, it was mainly triggered by the fact that Tony was uh, out with illness as the FPL site puts it and I decided that I'd bring in Dennis of Watford and Antonio and got rid of Jesus and Tony um Antonio I like West Ham's fixtures and I didn't really like many of the other strikers fixtures Dennis I've been saying for the last couple of weeks on the podcast from I've been saying from game week 16 Dennis has got really good fixtures the one caveat I will put on that is he's going to AFCON so in the new year, he's going to disappear for, I don't know how long, three weeks, let's say. Um, at that point, depending on what else is happening and given that he's cheap at a price point, might just tuck him away on the bench. Um, but anyway, for the next four or five game weeks, Watford have got some really nice fixtures and Dennis is in hot form. So that's why I've gone with that. Um, I think I'll be playing a 3-5-2 this week. Uh, Antonio and Dennis leading the line. Uh, and armband on Salah, surprise, surprise, feels very predictable right now. Um, how about you, Ben? Yeah, I've got um, I've got a bit of a weird situation at the minute. I've got Kane, uh, Smithrow and Reggion, who um, are all kind of question marks. Obviously, Kane and Reggion have got the 
the the doubt around their game maybe being cancelled. We don't know who's got COVID yet. So I'm just kind of watching that space. Smith Rowe's injured, so it actually leaves me if you know if that if the Tottenham game was to be cancelled, Dan Smith Rowe is definitely out for the weekend. Um, it leaves me a bit short. So yeah, if if yeah if, if I can have um, Kane and Reggie on fit and ready to play, I'd, I'd probably roll the transfer. Um, or potentially if they are out, because I haven't been really happy with Kane's form, um, I might be tempted. I, I don't have any money in the bank, so I'd be tempted to get rid of Kane, maybe bring in Dennis or King, um, and then bring in Bowen for um, Smith Rowe. So I'd have, yeah, Jared Bowen and then King or Dennis. Um, not um, probably be a 4 3 3. Not tempted to maybe save a bit of money there and go Kane to Ronaldo if you can make it work? I can't make it work because Ronaldo is more expensive than Kane. I've just got nothing in the bank. Mm. So yeah, so I need to I need to downgrade Kane. Uh, I could maybe go to maybe go Kane Lukaku um and then have a bit of money in midfield to play with. Hey, that's or a good shout. Yeah, or I could keep Kane and go Tony to King or Dennis, and then I still think I, if I go Smith Rowe to Bowen, I think I've just got enough cash there. Okay. Um, so yeah, th- there's a few options there. Really, I, I could roll a transfer. I might take a minus four. It really depends on who's out of the game. Um, the, the game week, I think I'd be more tempted to take a minus four if I know that Kane and Reggion uh, are definitely out because I know. The minus four will be worth it because I'm not going to get any points off my bench um, anyway. Yeah. So, um, so that's 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 the kind of logic. It's a bit of a mess at the minute. <laughs> Yeah, well, such is life. And uh, obviously a reminder here as well that uh, if you haven't already played your wild card, you've got two, one to use um, this side of Christmas or New Year and the other the other. So uh, if you haven't already used yours, might be a good game week to do that. Um, and then for the likes of you and I, Ben, depending on how you feel in the new year, you could, uh, you've got a wild card. You've probably already got your free hit still there. Have you used, have you, what chips have you used? I've I've only used my wild card so far. Yeah, um, same. So yeah, what's your probably a mailbag question from me to you? But, um, <laughs> which I know is I know is the next question, but just interested to get your opinion. What's your thoughts on playing chips? You know, like your triple captain, your free hit, um, anything like that this side of Christmas. Um, maybe just because I'm still a bit high on the fumes of all the triple and double game weeks last season that's fresh in my mind so I've always got this idea of uh, that's that's when you know oh Liverpool have got a double game week armband Salah triple captain now um, so I'm in no rush with that one but at the same time we do need to think about it because it's pretty shit to cruise into say the last two games of the season and realise you've got chips to play um, with wild cards um if everything's going to plan, I usually try to sort of play them halfway through each side of the season. Um, I would expect you'll get a lot of people in January firing off their wild cards because maybe they're a bit pissed off with the team they got. I feel like there is always good reasons to use a wild card. Um, things like you've got a bunch of long-term injuries on players you don't want to be taking a minus 12 hit. Uh, you need, you just need to redress the balance in your team because certain players just uh, are falling out of favour. Maybe, you know, it be- became a bit of a uh, Alonso to Chilwell situation for you. Whatever you haven't managed to fix. But what I would say on that as well, and this has turned out to be a bit of a, <laughs> a long-winded way to answer your question, is <laughs> on that note, um, this is why if you do try and analyse a few game weeks in advance, and Scott's pretty good at this, and plan, you can kind of avoid these things because I see it happen, and we know people who who have done this, and I'm sure we've done it ourselves as well in the past, where you suddenly realise, oh shit, really to address the problems in my team, if I was to do it all this week, I might need a minus eight. 
like, oh, look, I've still got Alonso in my team and that guy's injured and you know, they're about to have a game postponed. Um, think about if you can deal with that for a week or two or, you know, try and learn from it and um, plan a bit better. But, yeah, chips-wise, I'm not sure when I'll play my free hit. Free hit's a weird one for me. Maybe that's one where, um, let's say, for instance, we get that Spurs triple game week. Might play the free hit that week and then make sure I've got, you know, I've got Son at the moment, but make sure I've got Reggion and Kane in there for a week because I might think, you know, by that time, Kane might be scoring a few goals, but I might not ordinarily have all the money to make that many changes. You know, sometimes when your money's a bit tight and you haven't got it spread evenly across the positions and suddenly you want to bring in an expensive guy up front where you've only got cheap players, you know it's going to take two or three moves to do it. So that's where maybe I might use a free hit if I need to do something like that. Uh, Bench boost. I'm in a tricky situation now because historically I've always had a very strong squad. But, I mean, it's still okay now. But again, that might be... I've got two Wolves players, so when they're playing big teams, I tend to put them both on the bench. But... I might just look at my fixtures or look at what's coming up and think, oh, actually, these fixtures line up for all my guys on the bench. Like maybe I've got a bunch of guys on the bench who are playing the likes of Norwich and Palace and Newcastle or something. I might choose to do that then, but that's a tricky one, particularly if you've got a weak bench. Um, have I missed any? I think just, just, to, just to add to that, I think, and I'm not saying this because it's the name of the show, but I think in my opinion, the bench boost is probably the most underrated shit in your arsenal. Like I just look if you if you can play it and time it perfectly and you you get those those extra um like what is it, four players on your bench coming in with points. You might have a keeper who gets a clean sheet, there's six points there, another defender, twelve points, all of a sudden all of a sudden that added on to a, a pretty solid game week. Like it's arguably probably more valuable than a than a triple captain it can be or what i would say about it though is and i think this happened to scott last season it could be pretty cruel you can plan it perfectly and go this is the week i've absolutely got to play my bench boost this week and then everyone on your bench gets two points and it's you know that's eight points you didn't have but when you're anticipating well what if i get six points for each of them it could be a different picture, but that's why we always say, and uh, you know, Matt FPL obsessed said this at the start of the season, and it's in his book, FPL obsessed. Fifty percent of it's luck, right? So, but that's why we do the planning because better to do the planning than not do the planning and give yourself as uh, better odds as possible. But it doesn't always go to plan, and if we knew exactly what was going to happen, it'd be a full conclusion. And what would be the fun in that? I mean, it might be less stressful, but uh, it wouldn't be as competitive, would it? Um, all right. Well, now you've had a little teaser for the mailbag. We'll take our final break uh, and then we will attack three questions. Mailbag time. Okay, as is becoming quite a regular fixture here, friend of the show Nick has sent in a question. Uh, it's, a, it's an interesting one, actually. Um, yeah, I've not seen a question like this, but it, I mean, it does happen. He's saying both of my keepers, McCarthy and Foster, are out injured. Should I take a minus four, and this is because he's already made a transfer, to bring in a different keeper, or should I just run with no keeper this week? Um, when he mentioned this to me, I, I kind of ran through the motions of my thought process, and, and to cut to the chase, I concluded with um, just to have no keeper for a week. I, I think McCarthy hopefully wouldn't be out for very long. I just think... If you are going to take a minus four, and this will, this would be the same even for an outfield player, you've got to be confident enough. And I know it's not as black and white to say they get the, all the points back the exact same week, but you've basically got to be confident that the minus four is being repaid with whoever you're bringing in. And that's all well and good if you're bringing in an attacking midfielder or a striker. But with a goalkeeper, like my first thought when he told me this was, oh, you could bring in Edouard Mendy for a week. You know, Chelsea are flying high, but look at all these clean sheets that are being cancelled. You could bring in Mendy and he's got the money to do it because he's got money in his bank. I know this, but it's all pointless if he can see if Mendy concedes a goal and scores two points because you spent four points bringing him in. So I personally, if it was me, I'd sit on that. Um, we know that obviously Foster's out for a bit yeah, I longer. Think that, I think you're, you're, you're taking him 
for, particularly for a goalkeeper, you're taking a minus four, but the the only potential upside, if if it is just for one week, is is likely a maximum of six points, just that clean sheet. Yeah. Um, and I and I think you're only gaining two points. Um, is it? Are there if, any are there you, any guaranteed clean sheets at the moment? Like, given how even the top three have been performing, you know, we've all got those defenders like Cancelo and whatnot, and then there's not been, you know, clean sheets aren't guaranteed. So, I would say there's more of a probability of you being losing two points than gaining two points by making that transfer. Yeah, I'd uh, I'd I'd agree with you. I um. Yeah, it depends on McCarthy's injury though. Like it's he's twenty five percent chance of playing hamstring injury, so it, hamstring could be maybe two games. But but what about possibly. what about he does nothing this week and has no keeper, and then uses his free transfer next week to switch his keeper? Yeah, true. Um, I still think that would pay off more. It's annoying. I hate it when it happens because if you're trying to bank transfers, like no one really wants to be dicking about with a keeper if they can help it. But I just think, in my mind, based on what I think the probability of potential situations are here, sit on it, don't have a keeper this week. Uh, and then next week, if McCarthy's still out, use your free transfer to switch him out for, you know, whoever really. Um, Sanchez. Or Melier of Leeds, if you're feeling bold. Um, all right, that's pretty good. Now, we've got um, another regular FPL teacher. He's given us two questions, um, and I hope I'm interpreting them correctly. The first one is, which non-top six attackers do you feel are fixture-dependent for the December run? By fixture-dependent, I kind of took that as they had good fixtures. Um, I came up with two, basically. Dennis of Watford and Benteke. Um, and that was literally, those are the only two I could pick from non-top six sides who had nothing but great fixtures throughout Christmas, throughout December. Um, there are a couple who've got one tricky game, so but I just literally went for, these are the two, um, which, you know, which is why so many people are talking about Dennis and why the likes of you have got Benteke in their teams. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd came to... Yeah, that's fair. Um, to that as well, but it's similar sort of thing. We have Watford striker. Um, I don't. Yeah, it's a, it's a tricky one to answer. I guess um, even him, even the likes of Jimenez. I'm looking at his fixtures now. He's got Man City, Brighton, Chelsea, Watford, Arsenal, United. So yeah, having Man City and Chelsea kind of. Yeah, I mean, there's still a good run of games in there. It's just a few tricky. Like it, I just literally took it to the extreme. And Crystal Palace and Watford don't have difficult fixtures in December. The second question is kind of similar, actually. So he's obviously following a theme. Sorry, just to, oh, go on. Just to add to that, Gav, um, Malpe from Brighton, He's um, his fixtures, he's got a couple of good, decent fixtures um, in that run. And he's, had, he's in a bit of form at the minute. So I think um, I'd maybe watch him. Good shout. All right, well, the, the second part here is, do you think any midfield or forwarders, forwards, forwarders, uh, might be fixture-proof? Um, mm, maybe I have... Mm, do you know what? I, I, I went with this. Uh, mm, it depends on your definition of fixture-proof. We often talk about Salah being fixture-proof, and when we usually say that about Salah, it's because often when you're talking about your captain pick... Um, you might be wary if they're playing away against a tricky side, but Salah's an exception because it doesn't matter. Salah will perform either way. So from that perspective, um, I might have misinterpreted it slightly, but I'll, I'll give my answers anyway. I went for, when I kind of read this initially as, um, again, are there midfielders and forwards of any club that you think uh, have got some good fixtures coming up? Um, again, I went Dennis, Ronaldo, Antonio, Salah, Bernardo, Jota, Mount, Sterling. These are form players. Um, if I now get the opportunity to answer it again, considering what I think fixture-proof actually means, um, Salah, Cancelo. Um, yeah, I mean, those are the two that yeah, really I, spring to mind. 
I think fixture fixture proof players, people have been consistent, um, regardless of who they're up against. Yeah. Uh Ronaldo has to be in the mix, Salah, Bernardo, Jota, um, Mane, I'd put in there. Yeah. I think Mane, Mane, Jota and Salah um put them against anyone and the the points there to be had. Um I think Trent. Ronaldo's the same sort. Yeah, but uh, I think the question is mid. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, go I'll go now. I'll go now. You you look after it. Bernard Bernardo Bernardo's in there, but I think I've already said him. Um, yeah, what was my? Um, yeah, I think Jared Bowen. I put in there. Maybe, um, but then he, that said, would you take yeah. Jared Bowen against City away? Scored two against. Um, Chelsea last week. Very good point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that was an interesting question that I've clearly initially misunderstood and then tried to sneak a defender in there. Uh, I could try and defend myself and say, well, he plays more like a midfielder, but not according to FPL. Maybe they'll change that next season. Imagine that. They, you know, they did it to our boy Stuart Dallas. Maybe they'll do it next year to Trent, stick him in midfield. Um, all right. Well, I think we covered that. Thanks very much to FPL teacher and Nick for sending in those questions. Uh, before we sign off for this week, um, well, briefly, when I did touch on this last week because of this crazy Amazon-fueled Christmas period, um, the game weeks are coming thick and fast. So we, the next podcast we'll do will be uh, Brisbane time. Monday next week where we will be previewing game week 17 and 18 so it's another double one there uh, and then Scott's back shortly after that game week um, boo uh, so we'll be actually then on the 22nd of December we will be recording a forecast show for game weeks 19 20 and 21 uh, and we'll obviously have to uh, do a review of 17 and 18. So we'll be talking about five game weeks. What could possibly go wrong? I think uh, small graces for you, mate, that you're not on this one. Might have to rope you in if you're around. I think you're going away, aren't you? But it's just going to be so much to talk about. We're going to be, we'll have to um, record it at double speed. It sound like chipmunks. Um, but yes, just to flag that, that's kind of what our schedule looks like. Don't forget to send us your mailbag questions at Bench Boost Boys on Twitter. Website is BenchBoostBoys.club. Don't forget to join the mini league, Q8ZM2S. Uh, any final words from you, Ben? Ah, have a good game week, Gav. Have a good game week, everyone else, but not as good as me, hopefully. And obviously, as you've clearly forgotten, uh, we hope that Scott has a terrible game week. Because as is tradition, uh, and and our wishes have been coming true. We haven't really touched on it in the show. We've left Scott alone a bit this week, but he had a stinker. Let's finish the show on that note. Scott had a stinker this week, and he's tumbling down the rankings. And I've never been happier. How many points, below, how many points did he get this week? Below the game week average, it was like forty something. I think that was. Oh, it might have been bang on the. I think it. Oh God, don't make me look it up, mate. You're gonna make me look it up. I think he had a, I think he had a pretty bad I've got one. It here. Oh, you got it? Come on then, let's put the. He, loot in. he had, had forty four. Oh, one point above the game week average. That's so Scott. Even when he has a shit game week, it will just creep just above that. Well, I love you, really, Scott. Um, yeah, everyone have a great game week, and we will catch you next week. Goodbye. <laughs>